What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast, episode 221. And I am a ghost from the past, <laughs> Stubby Stan, a.k.a. Cicero Holmes, back from my uh, vacation from Chicago. I am back in town, and I'm joined this week and every week with my Duchess of Diversity, my sister from, uh, you know, some somebody's mister. <laughs> She, she she's in town. She is Miss Tanya to pass. How are you today? Um, I'm a little I'm a little talked out. Got have, this is the third show I've done today. Word. So between that prepping for D and D and E three and this book, this is probably the most relaxed you're going to see me for the rest of the month. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh my gosh, it's been it's been murder. Um. But also speaking of D and D, the third part of Bricago that is also doing some D and D makes traveling look good, makes you know moving look good. He makes math and science look good. Uh, he makes new spots look good. He is the one and only Mr. Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. I I think the only good thing about moving, uh, the only good thing is it counts as a gym, maybe two gym workouts. So I can cross those off and say I went to the gym uh, this week because my body is like in all kinds of pieces and places of soreness and, and things like that. Because while we had a mover for the big stuff, you know, I am that kind of person where I'm always like, I want to move all the other, all the other, like, you know, all the small stuff and all the electronics <laughs> and the kitchen and all that stuff. So, um, did all that, and while I'm sure the space will be beautiful, right now it is like a sea of boxes and things, and even things that are unpacked or not where they should be, you know. So hopefully in like two weeks, maybe three, like we have it all, all like hooked up. That's the goal, at least. Sharif, so, is that a Target yeah. basket behind you? Look, that's one of four Target baskets that I borrowed from the wonderful corporation of Target. You know, I was walking out and like, and like they said, hey, you know what? You could borrow that. You know, we don't normally let people take these, but we're dumb enough to let you bring them t- to the car. So we don't mind if you tr- drive away. I said, OK, thank you, Target Corporation. You know, and I did that four times. OK. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's not it's not like those like postal things or the milk crates are like illegal or, or whatever. Right. So, you know, it's good. Right. It's just one exactly. company helping another, you know, that's all. I'm pretty is. sure it's not illegal to take the milk crates. Isn't it? Oh no. It, uh, oh it yeah. Is. Well, so uh, you will definitely get a citation. Yeah. Um, Mayor Bloomberg in New York, he, uh, he definitely charged several people triple digits for illegal use of a milk. Wow. Crate. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a thing, it's a thing. Um, also, a thing besides uh, Reef's moving adventures, uh, you you leveled up uh, doing that dumb stuff. I hate moving. Oh um, God, I hate it I, so yeah, much. I hate I hate I hate moving. Um, the moving simulator. Uh, we should we should definitely. We should definitely make that game. Uh, it'd be like it'd be, be like that bus game. simulator game. Yeah, that bus simulator game where you gotta like continually drive the the tr- the bus from Vegas to. Oh right! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that that like Penn and Teller yeah, Albuquerque. Game yeah, Penn. Yeah, exactly. 
that that game is crazy. I forgot the name of it. But but what I also uh, am not going to forget the name of is episode 220, where the you, Ka, who's missing today, and Tanya talked about a myriad things. Uh, I wasn't there, but I am here today. Desert Bus, thank you very much, Easy Peasy. You are correct. Desert Bus is the name of that game where you can go ahead and play. Uh, uh, I am a bus driver with a car that with a bus that leans to the right. Um, well, you know what? Talking all this dumb shit. Let's let's talk about some really cool shit. Uh, first cool thing is uh, big Call of Duty event today. Right. So Call of Duty. Black Ops, I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-
kind of seems like a detective one. So I like that they're kind of have these like short narrative things. And I think that that's what they're going to use to justify not having a uh, campaign because there's definitely some some like narrative in, in the zombies mode. Supposedly in the multiplayer, right. they're going to weave some like a narrative in as well. My guess is that they're going to try to copy like the Overwatch thing where there's kind of like environmental storytelling in the multiplayer right. levels that they back up with like, you know, official books and videos and like that kind of stuff. I doubt it will be as interesting because um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the Call of Duty characters are just going to be the same, like, you know, white boy Rambo kind of characters. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the zombies ones did look a little more interesting, but they still have to kind of sell me on, like, am I going to drop 60 bucks to just play the zombies because I'm not really into Battle Royale? And the multiplayer, I mean, I've kind of fallen off of Call of Duty, like a multiplayer being a really big fan of it now they did say that they're getting rid of a lot of the futuristic wall running and that kind of stuff that i feel like was badly implemented and kind of like a a uh, fake titanfall um so Mm, it is supposed to be back to like original kind of call of duty so i mean maybe i'll enjoy that because i did enjoy like the modern warfare one and two um you know and and like black ops you know those like multiplayers i thought were like actually good so it's it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I mean, I'm glad that Activision is actually changing some things. Um, and I don't know if this is Treyarch really pushing these like changes or if like Activision kind of said like, hey, we want to be k- kind of different. I guess that like World War Two might not have done as well as they thought. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I almost hope that, that they make like a little like, hey, pay 20 bucks and get the zombies mode. Cause I would do that in a, in a, in a flash, you know, right. but as far as dropping 60 for like a, a couple of modes that I probably won't even touch, I don't know, but it, it probably will still sell like gangbusters though. I don't know what else is coming out in that October time frame, Um, but I'm pretty sure that, that like pe- people will move their dates to, uh, as, as usual to, make room for the behemoth so you you know what's funny is uh and as you spoke i, I realized that there is kind of a lot to unpack with this um i you know i watched some of the the highlights and everything and i, I was excited for like the first time in a while uh about call of duty and i like you know gun to my head right this second my hot take is, yeah, I'm excited for this game to come out and I'm ready to play it and, and buy it. Yes. Uh, and I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in maybe since the last. I don't I'm not even sure if I bought Black Ops. Was Black Ops 3 on uh, the Xbox one? Uh, I think it came out on. P- I think it came out on previous. If I remember right, it came out on previous generation and, and then they had a remastered okay. version, I think. I was on the PC version, yeah. so like I don't remember exactly. What okay, right, yeah, what, yeah, when it came out, yeah. So I may have had Black Ops Three, uh, and that was the last. Uh, that was the last one. I, I I think the last Call of Duty that I bought. I played them all, um, you know, to to one extent or another. But yeah, I haven't owned one, and I'm excited for this. And maybe it, you know, maybe it's Treyarch. Maybe Treyarch does something that that I really like. Um, but or you know, or maybe it just like like oh yeah, this this kind of looks fun to play for a little while. You know, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to hold uh, a great 
uh, it's not going to be a contender for game of the year. That's for damn sure. I mean, this it, you know, it's just going to be Call of Duty. Um, but it, it'll be a Call of Duty that I buy, um, which is which I think is kind of remarkable uh, from from at least from this standpoint right now. Um, yeah, did, there, did, you know, did, did they mention anything yeah, about yeah. any um, enhancements on the one or the pro? Because I didn't see anything, no, they didn't, which was surprising. They didn't, right? They didn't, but I think it's assumed at this point, maybe. Okay, um, go, go ahead and assume. I'm just saying. If yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, if they didn't get a chance to brag, like we're going to have the best HDR and full 4K support, if if they didn't say it, I, I would be surprised if they. Yeah, hadn't yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's something that they're saving for a later date. You know, and they want to make sure that it's optimized first before they can actually uh, pull it out and show it. Um, you would have thought that this event would have been something because this is a you know this is a big deal. There were lots of people down there, uh, and you know, no, a couple of the cats from GTR crew were there. Um, you know, Greg Miller, Paris, Paris, uh, Paris, Danny, and Greg took a picture talking about how terrible Ka was on uh, <laughs> kind of funny show. So. Um, yeah, so you know there were a lot of heavy hitters there, uh, so you would think that if they were doing something that you know they were going to put out all of the information or at least most of the information uh, for for and use it in this event as opposed to talking about it at E three. Uh, so mm, I don't know, um, but you know there was an interesting question that both you and Tanya kind of posed about this is you know like. Let's talk about uh, Blackout, the you know the big battle royale mode that they're adding, and and uh, you know Tiny, you you said like you don't understand why they're putting one in there, and Reef, you you said that like uh, that or you made a really good point, and I think I think you should make that point again, um, you know before the show and uh, about like how. Uh, Call of Duty, what Call of Duty's perception in terms of um, how they how they worked within the realms of the game space between now and, and what you see with Call of Duty 4 or Black Ops 4. Yeah, well, before we get into that, it's just I understand why they've done it. I don't understand the overall appeal of a Battle Royale game, period. Oh, OK. So so you don't have any problem with the fact that that Call of Duty has one. No, it just means I won't be buying it. OK. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I think, as I said earlier, like they, you know, they, they, like historically, they've made the trends in this space. So to see them following one, I think is pretty interesting. Um, I also worry a bit about the fidelity of this Battle Royale mode, because games like PUBG and Fortnite don't really have the advanced visuals and physics right. and that kind of stuff that we expect from a triple A game. So, sure. so I'm like, are they actually going to have a hundred people with the same like fidelity and all that stuff that you expect from a call of duty game? Are they going to mark right. all that stuff down? You know, um, I'll be really interested to like, see if, if they do compromise the experience, which I think they will have to, um, if, right. if people are going to, be willing to have like a like you know like a, a degraded visual and possibly audio experience and probably frame rate too because I doubt that they'd be able to run that in sixty frames um, right. just to get like a battle royale mode that 
again, if you're into that, you could just play PUBG or Fortnite, you know? So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's guaranteed that this is going to be a success for them. Um, now, I think the game will, but, like, specifically this, like, Battle Royale thing, I don't, I don't think it's a yeah. guarantee. I mean, like, these, like, other small kind of nimble companies have shown that they can, like, do this well and adapt quick and patch fast and put in like these crazy things. Um, right. I don't know if a big Activision can really be that nimble and kind of hop into this and take it over. So it'll, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how they do. Um, and like, see, since like uh, you're 100% buying it, you can let us know yeah. because I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely will. Um, you know, uh, call of duty. Yeah, bruh. Um, right. or uh, N word, um, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, like, that's that news was big, right? That news was big, and and uh, you know, so easy, easy peasy in the chat says that uh, Blackout, uh, some people think that Blackout and Fortnite uh, will overtake PUBG. I kind of think, in in terms of mind share, Fortnite is already overtaking PUBG. Um, when you, you know, if you look at the way people are talking about it uh, and and how people are consuming those games. Uh, Fortnite is definitely uh, more in the forefront than, than PUBG is. Um, but wait a minute, y'all. There's, there's great news around on the horizon. Did you guys know there was a new Halo game coming out Surpri- this year? Surprise! Yes, yes. There is a new Halo game coming out this summer. <laughs> And I, I'm not just, I'm not predicting things. This is not a stubnostication. This is actually happening. Uh, Halo is coming to your Knicks, to your local Dave and Buster's <laughs> in a four-player, four-player arcade version called Fireteam Raven. Uh, it's going to be a light gun game similar to like the, like Jurassic Park or the Terminator 2 style, you know, those Terminator games. Uh, that if you ever go to Dave and Buster's and play those games, uh, but it's in uh, in cooperation with three three four three. I forgot who is the uh, there is a independent developer. Raw thrills three four three. Who is it? Raw thrills and play mechanics. Oh, okay. There you go. So raw raw thrills and and play mechanics. Uh, yeah, they're they're working with three four three, and they're gonna have cabinets out at Dave and Buster's this summer, and then they'll be all over the place this fall. Uh, do you guys do you guys go to dumb. do you guys go to Dave and Buster's? You don't go to Dave this and Buster's. This is dumb. <laughs> now I'm not saying that Dave and Buster's is dumb, but this is like, what is the point of this investment? Like, I don't see what they plan to get get out of this. So they think that they're gonna like become the kings of the limited arcade space like even if this does well i mean it's like because because like it's it's not just like a cabinet like like that that'd be one thing if it was just a regular upright arcade machine that you know uh-huh. that like uh, you could do fine no this is in like like a huge 11 foot cube thing with a yes. 130 yes. inch 4k you know and like four like machine gun things you could scan a like a cute like a QRC code. I mean, (laughs) this, there are gaming things that are cool. Like, um, 
when when I was at Dragon Con last year in Atlanta, mm-hmm. they had a section that had all these games from Japan, and they had all these crazy Japanese arcade games. They had all this, you know, like there was one where where you literally flipped a a table, and there was actually a table attached to the arcade machine that you flipped. You know, there were all kind of <laughs> rhythm games and like Lycan games. Right. This stuff works there. I I I just think this is just such a waste of time. Microsoft needs way more creative and inventive stuff that they that they need to like do on the console side and the and the game side, not not wasted on this kind of shit. I feel like this is somebody's <laughs> pet project that somehow got funded, you know, you know, like uh, some somebody that sucked up to the to the CEO enough to like get their little pet thing done. Tanya, you uh what do you <laughs> think about <laughs> what do you think about uh, what do you think about David Buster's? David Buster's what is okay, <laughs> but it, it it always felt like the trying to be the grown up version of Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, it's right. I mean it's okay. Well, you can drink in both places. True, but usually <laughs> there's not a lot of screaming kids at David Buster's. That is um, correct. It's okay. There are fewer fights. Like you know, it's not a place that I'm like keen to go to because. Right. I can play video games in the comfort of my own home in pajama pants right. and not pay $10 for one beer. Um, but I don't think it's going to work unless you got diehard arcade folks that are going to be like, oh my God, Halo in the arcade, which I don't think anyone has said ever. And I agree with, I, I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's never happened before. Right, but it's just like, when I think Halo, I don't think going to the arcade. Right. Like, there are yeah. games where I think of them and I think of the arcade because that's where I first learned them, like most fighting games. Need for Speed, right. Cruising USA. If you told mm-hmm. me that was coming back to the arcade, I'd be like, here's my quarters. I'll be there all day. Just nobody come bother me. That's where I'd be. <laughs> but Halo? Like, why? Because I've seen the massive four-on-four machines. No one plays them. Right. Because you need four friends. It's like fucking Battle Royale. But in the arcade. Right. <laughs> oh, now there's an idea. Get a hundred arcade machines linked together. Oh my god! Battle Royale yes. arcade. No, like, like, like one yes. full arcade. Oh, is a battle royale. It's done. Arcade. No, it's, it's it's done. Somebody's somebody's gonna do it. Um, there's tangent time. So there used to be a place in Times Square that had these pods in it. Uh, it was an arcade. Had these pods in it, and the pods they were BattleTech. So it was basically oh my god, like, BattleTech. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like you had, uh, uh, you know, like uh, droid, not droids, but uh, mechs, and you were in, you were in your own little capsule, and you, you fought against other people that were also in their own little capsules in the same area, and you would play a, a, a round of like capture the flag or just uh, you know team deathmatch and uh it was amazing it was amazing so yeah so battle royale arcade people will be there for that people be all over that i mean they're already drawing up the plans in the chat (laughs) this is gonna happen yep 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 exactly (laughs) yep battletech pods are at gen con every year oh yeah i'm going to gen con then um so uh like I don't understand why you guys are so angry at this. It's Halo in the arcade. So like I'm so I understand. Here's the thing. Like I'm not go I'm not running off the Dave and Busters to go and and play the shit. But like if I happen to be at a Dave and Busters, I'm much more rather I'm much more likely to go to a 
like a barcade somewhere and play some old school arcade cabinet games right. um, than I am to go to a Dave and Buster's. But if I happen to be in the Dave and Buster's and the Halo game happens to be in there, I'll play the shit. Like, sure, why not? Like, it looks cool. It's Halo. It's a thing I know. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not looking for this game to be a part of the canon of, you know, Master Chief or or the, you know, the the Spartan squads or any of that other shit. I'm just you know, I'm gonna play some Halo. Why not? You know, spend three dollars or whatever the fuck yeah, it's gonna you, cost. You wish it would be three dollars. This shit, this shit has the Halo name on it, and is this big thing. This thing will probably be like three. What. Whatever they use, tokens or whatever the hell right. they use. Right. Well, yeah, well, they use Credit. they use points. It's like a point yeah. system, and it, you know, and it converts to whatever it converts to. Um, so yeah, my my suspicion is probably it's going to be like three bucks. Yeah, I haven't um, been to a Dave and Buster's in years, but there is one that's not too far from me. But I haven't been to one, I think, since I moved from Philly, which was five years ago. So. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there there are some local Dave and Buster's near you. Uh, go and check one out, and uh, yeah, you can go to the Dave and Buster's in the summer, and they will be playing Halo. You could play some Halo, the further adventures. It actually, I watched the trailer. It looked pretty good. Fire Team Raven. Whatever. It's uh, a trailer. <laughs> Come on, man. No, um, I'm hating. It's, I'm hating. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> So uh, we could play Halo in in the house like you're supposed to, but for certain people they weren't able to because you know they were they were uh, you know uh, not able to hold controllers in in conventional ways and it made it more difficult to play games. Well, Microsoft has done something that is useful uh, this week. They finally have uh, lifted the veil on their premium controller it's the xbox adaptive controller um it's is the name like i don't even know that maybe that's the like working title no i think um, that's the official that's the title yeah. yeah that that's a lot that's a lot to say the xbox adaptive controller um it's it's fucking awesome like that part is is cool but like well like this I, isn't a product where you're trying to get like a sexy name to to attract people to this is like for a niche of people that need something that is somewhat affordable and meets their needs you know so like yeah. i don't think they were worried about the name on this one uh you know what i think they are always worried about the name but you know i understand i understand the point the the um, the controller itself is is really awesome, though. So you know you're gonna be able to, uh, if if you're you know you're handicapped, uh, if if you have uh, sight issues, even um, the, there's all sorts of different options that will allow you to actually play regular games. Yeah, I I think it's incredible. I mean, it's essentially like an interface where you can plug in all kinds of existing like controllers that that like help people with like various like uh disabilities um you know it's like well it's like it looks very well engineered um i watched like the video behind it and like they had a ton of of other people actually actually help them build it and give active feedback on it so it seems like this was like a passion project that they really followed through on which is awesome right um yeah you know um 
and the fact that it's a hundred bucks, which might sound like a lot for a, for a regular controller. But if you look right. at these other accessibility devices that are out that are like quote unquote good, they're 200, 300, 400, 500 right. bucks. Right. You know, it's, it's only 20% more than a switch controller. <laughs> than a Drake um, so. Y- y- yeah. So, so, so like I think pricing it at like hundred might sound high, but in this kind of area of gadgets is actually a, a like pretty good price. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't know is if it's locked to, like, I wish that this wasn't something locked to one console. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, this is something right. that I wish was like you know something that you could use you know on on like any console. But right. props to Microsoft for you know putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, like every company talks about accessibility and and right. wanting to make their their things available available and like this is just amazing you know so so yeah right. i would definitely definitely um advise you to at the very least watch some of the videos um because they're super inspirational and you know shows how how tech can be used for good and it's pretty yeah. awesome yeah and our, our friends over at able gamers uh has a charity that they've set up and and uh they're they're using that to help get get some some uh gamers that that need this controller uh into their hands so uh tanya have you checked it out what do you what do you think about uh you know i, I obviously you hate it right like yeah, no you know of course of course i was don't. just like um, where how do we get there right. yeah i was like what right <laughs> right no but you know i mean like uh, you know obviously this is dope but like uh are there do you think that there are uses or anything that you would like think that if you had one you would do with or? um not for me because i don't i wouldn't need a controller like this but i'm really glad they did it and you know i was reading about it elsewhere because by the way about 20 people sent me the tweet with this controller after i shared it <laughs> and you know they wanted to make sure you had it because it was so important. I know, but it was just like I follow most of the people that were talking about this controller <laughs> and I retweeted them like all day. So I I know the controller exists. Um I think it's great and actually I'm hoping I can reach out to Steven or someone at Xbox and kind of collaborate on something with I need diverse games and get people controllers cuz while it is $100 that's still a lot for some people. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think it's great, and I'm glad they're doing it because uh, the Bryce and the folks over at Xbox have been doing a lot. And um, I was reading people discussing right. about this, and one person mentioned that Phil Spencer was like, "Go forth and do this too." You know, use this. As a, right. He's not like this is ours. It's only Xbox. He's like, no, accessibility is important. I want other people to do this too. Yeah, and there was uh, there was a story. I think it was around Christmas time about uh, this kid in Jersey who who got a controller, uh, uh, like a special PS4 controller. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Yes. Barely. Yeah, I do remember us talking about. It. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot which console it was, but yeah, yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, that you know, I mean, so it's it's great, obviously, uh, when these types of initiatives happen, and you know, uh, it, I mean. We talk about inclusion, but you can't, you know, like you can't have true inclusion if everyone can't play 
uh, and they're really passionate about playing. We can figure out a way for them to be able to play games. Um, I found the exact quote from the Ars Technica yeah. piece on, on the controller. Um, I'll never turn this into a Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft competitive thing. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, said at the unveiling event, anybody, literally anyone who wants to learn from the work we've done here, or even try to do more than that with the work we've done here, I'm completely open to that. It doesn't have to have an Xbox logo on it. Let's just allow more people to play. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, I mean, a hundred bucks. It's, you know, it's not, it's not cheap. Uh, but considering everything that it does, uh, the fact that you can interface, you can use it to interface with all of these other different items, um, and and it's wireless is is amazing. Yeah, like, and w- w- one other thing that that, uh, that like I saw in it, which is just a sample of how like smart that this design is, is they have you like if there's if, if the other devices that you plug into it. Via, via USB or, or the, uh, or the 3.5 millimeter part, if they need extra juice, the, the adaptive controller itself has power outlets on it. So that, so, yes. so it can be like a pass through and like you can power external devices straight through that so that you don't have to have like a litany of things being plugged into the wall. So, so it's just, they just really thought about this. I can tell it went through a lot of testing, a lot of back and yes. forth. And I really, really hope this is a success um, because, you know, again, like these big companies, like they, they need to be pushing things forward and, you know, spending their money on, a, on things like this. That's really going to open the industry up to more people or like keep people yeah. that might've left because they might've gotten injured or develop a right. disability like a later in life, you know, right. um, like there's right. all like it's not just like for people that are born with like a disability and never get to play. But like right. I think that we like often forget that there's a lot of people that can play, but can't, you know, and, and right. like so like I think that this is just great for the industry as a whole. And I, and I hope that it serves as a beacon for, you know, for the Sony's and Nintendo's and other companies to to um, take this stuff seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, innovation, um, even bad innovation is really not a, a, a bad thing, right? It's a, it's still, it's still a good thing where, you know, everyone's still pushing the envelope, trying to do things. And, and, you know, here's an example of, uh, Microsoft just, uh, you know, continually going back and, you know, back and forth to the drawing board and figuring out uh, a way to allow more people uh, to to play and enjoy uh, the content they create and uh, that others create in this this medium that we all love. So, um, yeah, I think that's awesome. So. Someone, someone said it. I'm gonna say, say it. it. Tanya doesn't. Don't you dare Tanya, say it. Tanya hates Don't it. Don't you dare say it. No. <laughs> you see the face I made uh, in the, the chat. The, the the dress is blue. Oh my God. Um. So <laughs> show's over. We're done. Good night. Show's done. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. So the the show is coming to an end. Uh, we're we're a, l- a little bit short today. It's been a really light news week. Um, we've got a lot of life going on, and and Reef still f- needs to finish moving. 
but before you finish unpacking them boxes, what I want you to unpack is that social media business. Wow, I I, I like that. I'm I'm impressed with that transition. Um, Thank you very I much. I mean, sir. like you definitely set a low bar and you've cleared it. So good, yes, good job. Yes, exactly. Um, Thank you. All right, you. so spawnon.me is a place to be. Bios, past episodes, pictures, all kind of good stuff. Spawn for good stuff. All that stuff is there. Um, you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook at Spawn on Me. That is our our username there. Um, don't forget about our Teespring, our T Public. Oh God, I might have to edit, edit that out. I always forget which T it is. <laughs> I think it's T Public. T I believe it's T Public. But yes. I think, but I think it's yeah. But I think it's yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, that was a fail. Forget that. Right. Okay. Uh, if you go to our Twitter account, we have linked to it. So so go access it there. Um, okay. Um, and uh, if you want to send us a email, you can go to spawnonmepodcast at gmail.com. We're also spawnonmepodcast on Instagram. Um, and if you are listening to the audio show, which is released Tuesday-ish every week, um, and you want to check out the live video stream so you can hop in the chat, you can subscribe, you can do all kind of crazy emotes in the chat. Um, you can go to twitch.tv slash spawn on me where we broadcast every Thursday, 730 uh, Pacific, 1030 Eastern. Um, so ch- check us out there. And if, if you want to go above and beyond with your support of us to help us to reach our financial goals to bring you the best show, the best interviews, and all the stuff that we try to do. Support our Patreon at patreon.com slash spawn on me. Um, and you can join all of the patrons there that are listening to our bonus shows, Spawn on Me After Dark um, and the Bricago Beltway as well, our political show. So check all that out and see you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be playing some State of Decay, I'm sure, uh, over the course of the weekend. And, uh, you know, check us out all over the place for Sharif Jackson, the missing Khalif Adams, and Tanya to pass. I am Cicero Holmes. This is the Spawn on Me podcast, episode 221. And we say peace. Yes, sir.